It's the Fade 5 Podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets, yet yak wagons. Brad, the big noise, Evans, back with you. Nathaniel Lundy, the good sir, as well. Welcome, indeed, to the Fade 5 Podcast presented by our buddies, uh, Suavecito Tequila. Uh, and I drank about, uh, I don't know, about a third, maybe a half. It was multiple fingers on the pours, no question about it, at Casa de Evans last night because I was celebrating finally a primetime game in which I made a profit. If you listened to yesterday's 500th episode, uh, A, thank you, and B, hopefully you're listening on the regular. Uh, I had four of the five Fade Five wagers. The only uh, one that did not hit was Al Lazard on an anytime touchdown. It seems that Aaron Rodgers... Uh, has got a certain affinity for a certain rookie wide receiver now, and his name is Christian Watson when inside the red zone. Yeah, absolutely. He was looking for uh, Watson like Sherlock Holmes would. Uh, that's pretty much the marriage right there. But, hey, I, I, I mean, this was at the preview of the of the podcast. I unfortunately took the over. However, I did same-game parlay and under uh, at 50-and-a-half. So thank God for the, the sort of sluggish nature of the end of that game. Jeez, I was worried about that uh, screwing me over. But, hey, I told you to take Tennessee and the points. Just had a feeling that Green Bay's uh, little flash in the pan against Dallas was not going to last, and we were right. Well, it's time to uh, blow and squander all of the money that we gained last night on college football for this Saturday. Weather in the northern latitude is going to play a major factor, I think, in a number of these games. Uh, in uh, Minneapolis uh, for the Minnesota contest against the Iowa Hawkeyes and the upside-down Big Ten West, uh, that could be the coldest game ever played outdoors by the University of Minnesota with game time temps at 15 degrees. This is one example. Notre Dame uh, winds could play a factor, and it's going to be awfully chilly there in South Bend. So, Lundy, I don't know if you're looking uh, north, south, east, west. Uh, what do you got with your college football pick-to-click? Uh, let me get you a couple here. Uh, well, maybe I'll save a couple for bonus time, but let me give you one um, that I like right out of the gate. Uh, I may be a complete glutton for punishment on this one brad uh this may be one where it's just thank you sir may i have another um if you know what i mean but um i'm gonna take nebraska plus the points i'm gonna mm. take the huskers to keep this thing close at home uh it's double digits last i saw last night was 10 and a half i believe that the huskers are getting i saw that one at dk when i was scrolling through and looking for some lines last night uh as they get ready to take on wisconsin this is one of those that i honestly believe could wind up being a backdoor cover like the the huskers are not good they're looking to turn the page there's all these different rumors of names and everybody flying around about who's going to wind up being their next head coach uh what by the time they get to next season but for whatever reason i think they can keep it close with the badgers and this might be like i said this might be a like seven, eight minutes to go in the fourth quarter, late cover by them. Um, but I'm going to say that they can keep it within 10 points. So give me the Huskers at Memorial in Lincoln plus the 10 and a half. All right, uh, you're rolling the dice on a Big Ten matchup. Oh, and yeah. uh, I, I'm willing to take a gamble as well with Northwestern. I'm going to take them plus 18 and a half at home in those brrr, chilly conditions in Chicago. Uh, they're taking on Purdue. And Purdue has the easiest path to an eventual date, at least that's what I feel will be, for the Big Ten National or the Big Ten National. Uh, it really is if you're in this part of the country. A Big Ten title game against the Ohio State in Indianapolis. Uh, but 18 and a half points, 
The Boilers are laying just way too many. Why? Because Northwestern, yes, they're one and four ATS at home this season. Yes, they're number 101 in the nation in total yards per game on offense. But their pass defense has been more than respectable. Actually, top 25 in the nation, coming up 190.6 vertical yards per game. Uh, Purdue really leans on the arm of Aiden O'Connell. Uh, he is uh, the centerpiece of that entire offensive scheme because they can't really run the ball effectively. Uh, so Northwestern could drop back in coverage and, you know, really tap into where they're best at. And that is, again, defending the pass. I think O'Connell could have just a, a subpar effort on Saturday. So 18 and a half points, way too many. Purdue, uh, yes, you're going to, you know, win this game and you're also going to finish with a victory over Indiana. Congratulations on your Big Ten West eventual title. Uh, but in this contest, I say the Wildcats, wow, scratch and claw, keep it closed. Someone lose this one by, say, 17. I will take them at plus 18 and a half with some college football picks already in the books. Let's get after it with another edition of the Fade Five. Number five. All right, let's go to your neck of the woods. Let's talk about a guy whose hair I would kill for. That is Greg Dolchich of the Denver Broncos. And I'm going to take the over on 37.5 receiving yards, minus 115 at BetMGM. He has suddenly become a favorite uh, here of uh, Russell Wilson. Now, we didn't see it last week because he only had the one reception. Uh, but the prior matchups, this guy consistently hitting this over. He's been over uh, and, and with at least 25 routes run in a game and three consecutive has hit the over on this 37 and a half yards and three of his last four. He is number one, the top taco and average depth of target at the tight end position at 13.8 yards. And he look at Vegas. Uh, they have been rather generous, rather forgiving to the tight end position this season. Four guys have hit the over against them uh, as they are giving up 4.9 receptions and 50.8 receiving yards per game to the tight end on the year. So Greg Dolchich over 37.5 receiving yards. Fade or follow, Lundy. Bury that Broncos bias. What do you got? Well, the bias is the fact that Russell Wilson had his head has his head in his ass. Um, and <laughs> look, I, I, guys, I'm being dead serious. I, you could go back. You could start watching all 22s. You could start watching some things. As much as this is Nathaniel Hackett's fault with some of the play calling, Russ Wilson's playing like dog shit, people, uh, and he's making really stupid decisions. Uh, with the football so at some point uh, I, I, and I think people around here in Denver are starting to do it where they're starting to recognize uh, that they aren't just pointing one finger they're pointing two right now uh, yeah. and they're recognizing that Russ Wilson is absolutely not living up uh, to any of the expectations but hey if, if he and Ciara want to invite me down to the Bahamas with him uh, I'm not going to say no I mean I'm just saying I, I'm not I mean I'm kind of a bigger guy but I could fit in one of those oversized suitcases um, Dulcich will uh, absolutely get it done against the Raiders. He might be the only bright spot that they're going to have this weekend uh, when they take on. Right now, temperatures, as you and I are recording, temperatures are in the single digits outside uh, here in Denver. But by the time we get to Sunday, it's expected to be in the mid to low 40s. Um, that kind of partly sunny, Brad, that you're very aware of, having lived here in Denver before. It's going to oh, yeah. warm up. It's not going to be as frigid by the time we get to Sunday. I'm hoping that means they're going to work on trying to air it out a little bit and uh, take advantage of the home field that they've got. 
And look, the Raiders are in a little bit of disarray, and they are extremely vulnerable to the tight end position, as you just pointed out, giving up north of 50 yards. So I think Dulcich is a part of it. 37 and a half is an easy number. I'll also throw out there, if you want to OGP this particular game, this is a guy that should be a leg in every opportunity that you do because Russ is going to keep looking his way. Ah, do it for a bottle of per plus bet on Dolchich. Number four. All right, let's get an anytime touchdown play here. And I was uh, a bit miffed and kind of shocked when I saw this open on DraftKings. And that is Brian Robinson, anytime touchdown scored against the Houston Texans on the road. And it's a plus money, plus 110 at DraftKings. I expect uh, really some juice movement here before kickoff. Uh, don't be at all shocked that this winds up at minus 110 uh, when it's all said and done. But this doesn't make a whole lot of sense. You know, Brian Robinson, yeah, he's splitting some time uh, with Antonio Gibson in this backfield, but still getting 50% of the opportunity share. He is the power running back, and he has 13 red zone touches in five games played. He scored a couple of touchdowns this season, and it's all about maximizing the matchup. As uh, the Houston Texans, uh, well-documented here on the program, have given up five-plus yards per carry to the running back position and a total of 14 combined touchdowns as well. So uh, with Washington still ride the high of that enormous victory, uh, dropping their rival, the Philadelphia Eagles, from the ranks of the unbeaten, I think are going to carry over that momentum. It gets a very meek opponent, and they're going to run early. They're going to run often. They're going to have a lot of success doing so. And, uh, you know, goal line uh, and a nose to the end zone, that is one. Mr. Robinson, uh, I will definitely uh, dance with him on an anytime touchdown, plus 110 at DraftKings. Lundy. Fade or follow. I'm all about the B-Rob this weekend. Uh, he's going to pop up again here in bonus time. Uh, I, I like him. I like the matchup. I like the opportunity share that he's getting. Uh, and I think in addition to sharing, you're talking about the, the the snap count. You're talking about the opportunities from a carry standpoint. Look, we know one thing with the NFL and with the coaches. When somebody gets hot, they stay hot. They continue to give the ball to that particular player, un unless you're Hackett, and then you're just stupid. You don't know what you're doing. Um, however, uh, I'm sorry, I digress. You told me to put away my bias, and I just can't. I, it's just I, I, I can't. Um, I wear it on my sleeve. Uh, but I think Robinson continues to be the hot guy for them in terms of the backfield, regardless of what they're doing with Gibson. So, like I said, he's going to pop up in bonus time here in just a minute, but I definitely like him for an anytime touchdown as well. Could be a very nice OGP if you are down with B-Rob this weekend. Hey, Mr. Robinson, find the darn end zone. Number three. All right, bad, bad. Let's go with C.D. Lamb, shall we? Numero trace here on the fade five. That was a horrible lamb sounder. Right? Uh, somebody needs to uh, add some grease and pull the cord again because it uh, needs uh, some serious improvement. Uh, of that impression, but I, I love the guy here on the over 75.5 receiving yards, minus 115 at Bet MGM, and this line is already on the move. It opened at 73 and a half. Uh, again, it's 75 and a half here at tape time. Don't be shocked if this approaches 80 yards when it's all said and done before kickoff on Sunday in a, just a colossal matchup against uh, the Minnesota Vikings, who are all the rage right now in the futures market to win the Super Bowl. Uh, Kirk Cousins, shirtless, whole lot of ice around the neck, uh, doing very uncomfortable things with his body. 
Uh, he's still performing at a very high rate on the field, but I think Lamb is going to have a monumental Sunday. Why? Uh, you look at Minnesota this season, their vulnerability is in the pass game and particularly out of the slot. And that is an area where Shandon Smith uh, usually lines up, and that is a projected assignment for Lamb. Uh, Sullivan has given up an 84.0% catch rate and 118.4 passer rating to his assignments. Minnesota, as a collective, eight guys have gone over this number against them. They're giving up 7.88 pass yards per attempt. And they look at Lamb. Uh, he has topped this number in five games this season, and he is top 12 in yards per route run and top 12 in total deep ball targets. So on a couple of chunk gains, he may get very close to this number alone. And I think this is a more of like a five to seven reception kind of effort in a game with a ton of pew, 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 shootout appeal. So Lundy, fade or follow, and hopefully got a better uh, lamb sound than me on the over 75.5 receiving yards, minus 115. At BetMGM. Brad, I, for the most part, leave the farm animal noises to you. Um, <laughs> you're most familiar with them, um, it being there in the uh, in the Midwest. I, I mean, was just helping the sheep over the fence. That's all I was doing, Lundy. Yeah, and I went to a university, Brad, where there were uh, football players that got uh, cited by uh, police because they were kidnapping uh, sheep. They were stealing them. <laughs> no uh, way. Oh yeah, no, it's a great story, folks. Go Google the Oregon State football players with the with the sheep in the back of the uh, pickup truck. I'm just going to let you uh, have some fun with that one. Uh, take the over in this one, but I will tell you, at least as far as I'm concerned, as you and I are recording this uh, early in the day on Friday, jump on this one now. If it continues to climb up, then I'm going to stay away. So to me, this is one that I am comfortable right now at 75 and a half. I might be comfortable up to maybe 77 and a half, Brad. But beyond that, I'm going to stay away. Um, I'm going to, I think it starts to get into territory where I get a little bit too nervous. I'm going to try to find somebody else that I think I can get a little bit more value on, or I'm going to OGP it. And I'm going to bring that number way the hell down. I'm going to take him down to like 60 or 65 and pair it up with something else. Because if this creeps much closer to 80, I'll back off. So as we sit right now, yes, follow, take this bet. But if it keeps creeping, like you've already talked about that it's done over the last 36 hours or so, then I'm going to stay away because that starts to make me nervous. A cow says moo. CD Lamb, I ain't gonna try it again. Number two. All right, move it on. And here is the line on the move, and it's moving in the wrong direction. And I don't understand why, but I also have a pea-sized brain, and I failed uh, remedial math. But uh, I am taking the over on Darius Slayton. 43 and a half receiving yards. That is down from an open of 45 and a half. And you can get it even money right now. Plus 100 at DraftKings. And I absolutely love this prop. If it were not for number one on this list, this would be the top player prop available, I feel, in the week 11 market. Uh, why? When you look at Slayton, his last five games, he's averaging 20.2 routes run per contest. So he's seen a little bit of an increase in role. He's garnered 28 targets during that stretch as well and has hit the over in four of those last five games. He's number three on the season in yards per target, 11.7. Number nine in the season in yards per reception at 17.2. And it's all about the matchup. The Hello Kitties of Detroit have been lousy in coverage. They're giving up an 8.15 pass yards per attempt. 15 guys have hit the over against them 
on this number and his primary adversary in this game, Mike Hughes, has allowed a 118.3 passer rating. So calculate it all up. And Darius Slayton is indeed going to slay the box score. Give me the over 43 and a half receiving yards at even money at DraftKings. Lundy, what do you say? This is all about the odds. I'm sorry. I got to jump on this one. You're right, because I sit back and go, why is this number doing what it's doing? Somebody knows something, right? Somebody knows something. They're they're sneaky. They're hiding it. They're not letting us know what's up. But plus odds, I just can't resist. So I'm going to jump on this one, and I'm going to hope that we can get, what do we need, four catches out of this to hit this number, maybe five, uh, just in case. I think he can do that, and I think he's probably got at least three of them by halftime. Oh, Darius Slayton, plus money. Take it, take it all. Number one. Of course, I have to uh, feature my guy because you never fade Justin Fields, you jackals. And I got a little little one game or same game parlay for you. Uh, to reduce uh, the lines on rush yards and pass yards, slap it together, and then get seduced by the Jews to get it plus money. So let's go with Justin Fields, 60-plus rush yards. The actual line is at 71-and-a-half. Uh, so that is an alt line. And an alt line on pass yards down from 176-and-a-half to 150-plus. Those two events occur, plus 110 at DraftKings Sportsbook, and uh, you have to follow with Fields. Uh, it's a great matchup, and it's in a dome. So you have to worry about any weather there in the ATL. But Atlanta this season giving up 4.24 yards per carry and 97.9 rushing yards per game to the running back position, which uh, essentially Fields is uh, over 10 times per game. And he's averaging uh, right around 10 rush attempts per contest. He's averaging as well 7.4 yards per carry and he's just beginning you know, chunk gain after chunk gain on the ground. Uh, He's been over the 71 and a half original line in four of his last five. Uh, He has hit the over on 60 plus in five straight games and then you look at Atlanta in the secondary and they're just as woeful if not worse giving up 7.64 pass yards per attempt and 289.8 pass yards per game. You throw in the fact that the Bears' uh, defense uh, has been uh, skewered uh, due to the uh, trade market and trading Roquan Smith, among others. Uh, so it creates uh, you know a lot of pew-pew-pew shootout appeal once again, and that feeds really into both of these props to hit. So... Fields 150 plus passing yards. Fields 60 plus rush yards plus 110 at DraftKings. Lundy, you better follow. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you, if you're gonna put it that way, fine. What's your line? Never fade the fields, right? Never fade the fields. Um, and fields also uh, where you commonly find herds of sheep. Uh, so I'm just gonna <laughs> I'm just gonna tie it all together. You said I had to follow, so I'm just gonna follow. Screw it. I'm not even gonna argue with you about this one. It's Justin Fields. The numbers he's putting up, the the stuff that he's doing. Damn it, he's fun to watch. Um, I'm I'm in. Uh, you know, I I feel bad that he's you know stuck playing for your shitty Bears team, but you know he's at least fun to watch. You've at least got that going for you, Brad, which is nice. And the best part of the Bears, uh, they're competitive all the way to the bitter end in every single one of these games. And then they they're lose. a fun watch. And then they lose. So we get a higher draft pick. Everybody wins in the city of Chicago. And you hopefully will win if you tail this prop on the SGP. All right, Lundy, uh, what other action are you willing 
um, for me to tell you one. It's bonus time. We got a, a ton of sports going on. We're on the uh, the doorstep of Feast Week, which I think is the best sports betting week of the entire season because of all the variety that is offered. So feed me, feed yeah. me. You, uh, you're you're one of the few people that will sit back and go, no, I actually like uh, the the random week in the middle of November more than the opening weekend of the tournament. Uh, just because of some of these matchups. I get it. I get it. I think it's actually jealousy for you, though, that you are not uh, attending a basketball game being held in a giant ballroom uh, of some sort of resort in the Bahamas, uh, because that's where they play these games. Have you ever seen the wide shots when they're down there playing at some of these? They're actually in like a like a hall. Like a like you'd expect like a wedding reception to be held there, and they just yeah. find a way to put in the lights uh, and and you know some scaffolding for the uh, camera guys to stand on. It's actually pretty funny if you ever see it. But yes, we are uh, we are fast approaching that. Let me get back to first. Uh, like actually, let me start on the NHL because uh, there's only one game tonight uh, in the NHL. That'll be north of the border uh, with the Canucks. They are hosting. Um, the LA Kings, and uh, I'm going to give you an SGP, OGP on this one. Simple, simple two-legger uh, that you can go do between these two teams. The over-under sits at six and a half. I'm going to bring that down to five and a half. I'm going to take the over, uh, and then I'm going to take the LA Kings plus one and a half. The Kings may actually win this thing straight up, but if nothing else, I think it'll be close uh, on the road taking on the Canucks. So if you put those two things together, you can take it at a plus 125. Then let me sprinkle in just because I'm a degenerate and there's only one hockey game, so i got to find as many different ways to bet it as I possibly can. Game Velarde uh, of the LA Kings. Give me him for an anytime goal at a plus 190. This is the guy that's leading the Kings in goal scoring, but a couple of things. One, he's only got two in the month of November. He started out hot, then he's cooled off a little bit. I think it's time for him to get hot again. And he has not scored in four straight contests. So a guy like that, that has been a goal scorer for them, who's in a little bit of a drought, I think he can get back on the horse tonight against Vancouver. And I'm going to get seduced by the juice at the minus 190. I said that Brian Robinson uh, was going to make a return appearance. Give me the over on his rushing total, which sits at 63 and a half the last time I checked. Uh, take the over in that one. I would play it all the way up to the mid. Uh, 60s uh, up to 66 maybe even 67 I really like that rush prop and again I think if he stays hot like we've seen him they will continue to feed him the rock uh, hey Mr. DJ DJ Moore over 53 and a half that number's ticked up from where it opened it started at 52 it's now at 53 I'll take it uh, give me DJ Moore this is going to be a negative game script they got to keep throwing him the ball and I think because of that this is one that he should crush I think he gets above 60 folks so even if you're listening to this one later on in the weekend if the number still starts with a five play the over on dj Moore. brad the ally and i have fallen off the cliff give me michigan it's the 18 um i know we're talking about bad weather i know we're talking about all of that but right now we're talking about a bad illinois offense right now and i'm not sure what they're going to be able to do from a points standpoint i think michigan crushes them in ann arbor this weekend I don't think it's going to be pretty. I think what started off really, really nice for your Illini is all of a sudden going to be uh, very ugly. Um, and then last, um, I'm, I'm waiting to see exactly where some of these lines settle in. Uh, but folks, basically the entire Denver Nuggets team has COVID right now. Um Jokic is in health and safety protocols. Yesterday afternoon, they put Jamal Murray in health and safety protocols. Aaron Gordon is, is currently questionable with an illness. It's not COVID, 
but maybe he's got that crap that I had last week. I don't know what's going on, but like the, the nuggets are all sick. The entire freaking city of Denver is sick right now. I mean, geez, my dad's got it. Three of the dudes I work with have got it. Uh, my TV co-host had it like a week ago. There's some kind of bug going around Denver right now. Um, and so basically give me all the Luka Doncic props I can possibly get. And then fingers crossed that maybe Denver can keep it close into the third quarter so that Doncic actually has to log the minutes uh, in this one before he gets pulled. But I think his points prop right now is at like 32. I just, no Jokic, no Murray, maybe no AG. Uh, Denver's Denver's playing their junior varsity dudes right now. I'm just saying it's going to probably get in Big D. And this is a back-to-backer, by the way, for Denver. They're playing Dallas tonight. Then they stay in Dallas and play them again on Sunday. And finally, I'm taking UCLA on the money line against USC. Forget the points. I think the Bruins are the better team out of the two of them. Um, It's only plus 105, um, but I believe UCLA wins this. And even if you wanted to alt line it into positive territory, I think UCLA wins it by at least a field goal. So you could even flip the script, take UCLA minus some points. But I believe the Bruins are the better of the two teams. Uh, I concur with you on that one, Captain. Uh, I think Thomas Robbins is going to make a statement at quarterback of one of the better scoring duelists in college football. So I, I will double down and say UCLA, uh, either take them on the money line or the spread. If they're catching two and a half there at home. Um, the Illini, I think, are going to cover. Uh, because, oh, you're, uh, you're, you're, you are smoking the silly grass, dude. Well, you I, are I'm smoking not... the, you've seen this team the last two weeks. Hell, you and I were at the game together against Michigan State, and they looked like dog crap. It, they they have, but Michigan really hasn't played anybody. They're number 77 in strength of schedule. Uh, yes, they're number one in total defense. Illinois, number two in total defense, but the secondary is ailing and hurting right now. No Taz Nicholson is going to be out for the rest of the season. Uh, Chase Brown, who I thought there was no shot in hell he was going to play after retching his ankle last week. It sounds like he's going to suit up. I think Illinois is going to somehow cover. Uh, they will be competitive uh, down the bitter end just because I don't think Michigan really is a top five team in the country. Elsewhere in college football, uh, take UConn plus 10 and a half against Army. Uh, they are covering machines, folks. Nine and two ATS. Uh, it's baffling how they're catching 10 and a half against an Army team that is three and six. They are uh, 14th worst in the country offensively. Now, all they do is run the football. They're averaging close to 300 rush yards per game. Uh, but UConn uh, has uh, done a decent job defending the run and also offensively on the ground, number 35 in the country in rush yards per game. So this game will be over in like, I don't know, an hour and a half, uh, probably between UConn and Army, the way that they play football. Uh, and then one more in college football that I like, I'll take the Iowa Hawkeyes in what could be the coldest game uh, in Minnesota Golden Gophers history, plus uh, the two and a half there, again, on the road. Uh, it's all about the defense, uh, top three in the nation. I know they're a laughing stock offensively, uh, and Minnesota is outstanding, but only in one area because of Mo Ibrahim on the ground, averaging 221.1 rush yards per game. Iowa, the eighth best in the nation, defending the run, giving up just 88.9 rush yards per game. So I think they score the cover. Hell, they may win that one straight up. Uh, all right, let's go with the NBA real quick. I'll sink one in. 
on a Friday night. Give me Steven Adams over nine and a half rebounds against the Thunder, who are the worst rebounding team in the NBA. Every time I see a matchup of them, I say, okay, immediately I'm going to bet a rebound prop. And uh, it's hit, I think, like four straight times I have done it. Uh, Adams, by the way, has gone over nine and a half boards in the game in eight of his last 11. So all he's got to do is play roughly 25 minutes, and he's grabbing 10 boards. Uh, let's go, let's see, to the NFL. I'm going to say college basketball for last because I keep losing money there. So just fade me. Uh, you're going to wind up rolling in yeah, green. Don't, but- do, don't do jack shit that Brad tells you to do in college basketball, or me for that matter, because I started oh, out in, 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 in the first week of college basketball, Brad. I was up like four and a half units, and I yep. think now I'm, now I'm down like 2.7, so it's been quite a swing. Yeah, I, I was up uh, 4.44 units after week one, and I am down eight units uh, this Ew. week, so it's the roller coaster ride. It happens every year. Every year, oh, November, yeah. just I give away money. Uh, anyway, hopefully I'm going to give away money on these NFL player props. I'm going to take the under on Michael Pittman, uh, 59.5 yards against Philadelphia. Uh, you get a whole lot of Darius Slay in coverage, uh, who's given up a 47.7 catch rate and 46.4 pass rating to his assignments. And Pittman's been under this in four straight. I don't care if Matt Ryan is back under center. I don't think he gets to 60 yards. I'm going to take the over on Michael Carter, 13 and a half receiving yards against the Patriots. Uh, week eight, uh, he had 21 routes run. Uh, seven targets, four for 35 against New England in that matchup. A guy uh, gets significant yards after the catch. Uh, one of the better in that category, number 12 in yards per reception at 7.8, number 11 in yards per route run. And New England has allowed nine guys hit the over on this 13 and a half receiving yards number. And the last one for the NFL. Uh, on an OGP at BetMGM, I put this together at plus money. Saquon, 80-plus rush yards, and the Giants' money line against the visiting Lions, who are giving up five yards per carry, 113.3 rush yards per game. Barkley is at the over on this in six matchups this season, and it's all about the workload, 22 carries per game. So hopefully the Giants will take care of business on that money line and we score a winner there. All right, college basketball rapid fire. Uh, Xavier plus three against Indiana uh, tonight. Uh, I love uh, the Muskies in this one. You look at the X-Men, uh, Bourne, Nunji, and Fremantle all combined shooting over 60% from three. They're at home. Uh, motions are going to be high. It's going to be loud. It's going to be raucous. Uh, I think Xavier uh, may even score the win here. So I'm going to take them plus three. It's a very good Indiana team with Trace Jackson Davis. But the three will be the neutralizer. And then the last one for you, it's going to be a Sparty party against Villanova. Give me Michigan State minus four in the first half. Uh, Michigan State has played a murderer's row, as you guys know. Uh, they barely lost to Gonzaga on the aircraft carrier. They turned around and won a double OT against Kentucky. Uh, and I think they're going to come home and they're going to bludgeon early on and under uh, value. Well, not in that undervalued. They're overvalued, overrated Villanova team. Uh, Villanova uh, right now in first half rating, according to team rankings, number 175 in the country. Michigan State number 21 in that category. That's all you need to know. And we are out of time on this expanded edition of the Feed 5 Podcast. For Nate Lundy, I'm Brad Evans. And as always, drop us a rating and a review at your convenience. And until next time, feed 
or follow. That is up to you.